Hi, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. This is Mariana. And Elizabeth. Hi. Well, how's it going? It's going okay. I'm a little sleepy this morning because the dog woke me up at like, what, 5.15 or whatever. He was doing this weird smacking his lips thing and standing by the door. And I was like, oh, please no. don't barf. Please don't barf. And he hasn't yet. Was he going to get later. sick? It seemed like he was going to, but he didn't. So... But y'all are in an apartment, so you don't have two levels. Right. So when our dogs start doing that, we have to go run from like upstairs, downstairs, <laughs> across the across the living room to the porch to let them out. It's like an obstacle course. And they're it's you awful. know, they're trying to stop and cough and I'm like, No, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. We well, can make it. So the sad thing is that this dog is pretty much he's like house trained for vomit. Because Collies are hypoglycemic, so if they don't eat on a really regular schedule or if they, like, digest too quickly or whatever, they they puke relatively frequently. Oh. And so he's done it enough that when he feels a puke coming on, he goes to stand by the door to ask to be let out. It's the saddest thing you've ever seen in your life. So, but at night, it's kind of harder because there's an extra door in between us, you know, because we shut the bedroom door at night and... Um, to keep the pesky cats out. Right. So yeah, we're like, anyways, he did not do what I thought he was going to do. And then I was like, well, great. Now I'm up a half an hour early. What, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, wait, I know I can. (laughs) I was revising. I am, my schedule right now has me up at 6am pretty much every morning to revise for an hour. Um, and at first it was kind of painful and now it's a little less painful. Although 5.30 in the morning to revise was a little painful this morning. I was like, no, really, I didn't. I wanted that extra half hour. But <laughs> So how do you deal with that? I've added it. Okay, so we were up too, but that's because <laughs> baby boy got shots. So he's just been kind of puny. It takes a couple of days, you know, and they're just yeah. like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't know how to talk to you. So they just kind of moan. It's really pitiful. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. What did you do to me? You're like, I'm just, sorry. I know. It's kind of how our dogs act too when they go to the vet. So yeah, they is. give you this, these big eyes, like, why, why <laughs> would you do this to me? So, so what do you do to combat that? Cause I was up early too. To combat and the, the tired or the. Yeah. I added another cup of coffee. Um, I haven't yet, but I'm also like, I mean, I, I had my one cup of coffee and eventually I will have another one probably, but like, it's only been two hours for mm-hmm. me. So like, I just haven't had time to get to the second cup, but yeah. And I had these aspirations of, Oh, he's going to go down. I'll just lay down real quick. And I laid down and he was up. <laughs> yeah. Well, so like for me, which I think I'm guessing this is a little bit different than um, dealing with baby, um, but like I actually get a little energized by the morning writing session. Yeah. So yeah, I'm up early and today maybe I'm up a little earlier than I wanted to be because of the dog, but I'm jazzed because I did some good revising today and I'm getting closer on my project and so like that'll that'll carry me at least till lunchtime and then I can take an hour long break and take a nap. There <laughs> um, you go. But yeah, so like it's 
it's not too bad and the extra cup of coffee will help, but. Um. Well, sure. So when you get some clarity on where you are and you have, you know, sometimes I think the morning, especially now that the time has changed when it's still dark, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, there's something about that time period that's kind of inspiring. You know, the yeah. house is relatively quiet for, well, for us, you know, Sam's traveling. So he, he was out of the house. So when, um, little man was kind of zoning in and out of sleep, I was like, Oh, I could get some stuff done now. Right? So I did actually. Yeah. yeah. Or I can just kind of think about this part of, actually, I was thinking about our book this morning. Nice. So if you go and look, I've added a, a little section. Um, How exciting. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't put in the words that I was writing this morning as I was lying there. Because this is, I don't know how your writing process works, but oftentimes I have to go on a walk or a run. Or even if I'm doing dishes or cooking or something, I'm kind of writing in my head. So I do a lot of pre-writing in my head before I actually sit down. Uh-huh. So that's what I was doing this morning. And yeah, I was talking, I was thinking about our book because, well, we've got lots, lots to talk about. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it. <laughs> but, but so one of our goals, I don't know if we've set a, a time, but before we get to the next, to 200 episodes right. <laughs> is to write a book together hey, about we the were publishing process. Or we we're going to have it done by the fall, but maybe that was yes. me. Well, that's before 200 episodes, so both. Well, yes, it is. But it's also, um, it's uh, just in time for our uh, Thinking Out Loud writers retreat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> and that's exciting, right, Tack? That was a cat. That was a cat. Oh, that was a cat? It, is the cat okay? Her, she was trying to jump onto her cat condo and she got stuck and was like hanging <sighs> off of it. And it was just a little nutty. And the dog's like, what, what, can I come eat you now? <laughs> so uh, all of the animals Sorry. at Elizabeth's house are really excited, but They're we are like, doing oh. a writing retreat. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, I would say that we're in the brainstorming phase of planning. <laughs> we're looking at <clears throat> a place that would be relatively um, inexpensive to stay so that we could get lots of writing done. Actually, I think what we do have definitely mapped out is the actual retreat. Yes. What we don't have is where that retreat is going to go. Right. Yes. <laughs> we're still so trying we're looking, to come down on that. We're looking into some options and we hope to get that to you very soon so that you, you too can start booking with the thinking, the first, the first ever thinking out loud writing retreat. Yeah. And I mean, like the idea is to get as much writing as done as you can in a weekend with other writers, which I think will be super awesome. And then also to pick up a copy of our, um, awesomely co-authored book about the writing and publishing process. So yes, based on our experience and expertise. And that's one of the things that's really exciting for us is to be able to share this in a wider context, because who knows who we could help by getting this book out there. Right. And also a way for us to to brain dump all of the things that we've learned over, well, for me, it's two and a half years. How old is Writing Refinery? Uh, it's more like five, four and a half years, five years. So both of us as entrepreneurs have passed the 18 month startup. Yes, we have. Woohoo. We're still going. So, so now that we've passed it, we feel like, okay, we can tell people how to do this. (laughs) (laughs) 
not tell people how to do it, but give advice and, and pointers and different things I, like that. Yeah, because we've tried a few things by now, so. <laughs> yes, just learn from our mistakes here. Hey, that's part of the the best things that you can do. Stand on the shoulders of giants, right? And that's what we're doing. You can stand on our shoulders. We're not giants, but we are standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. So. <laughs> So that's the other that's the other thing is that this writing experience is a time for you before November, but after camp in April to set aside another time to get some serious writing done. Yes. So it's well, it wouldn't be camp NaNoWriMo. No, it's definitely not camp anymore. It's something else and uh, It's like an incubator almost. A think but- tank. It's the idea, I guess, with that, like if you want to talk about it in the context of the rest of your year is that you're never finished writing, right? So like you have, you know, maybe you do it in chunks. That's how I do it, at least where I get super inspired and I write a bunch and then I like it filters down and it becomes just a little trickle for a while and then it picks back up. But um, spacing those chunks out over the year so that you can maximize the amount of copy that you get together so that you have something to work with in the process and so that your books like start to flow or your stories start to flow um that's there's nothing more important than that and then doing that in the presence of other writers is honestly one of the most encouraging things I've had the chance to do before because like you I mean, yeah, you might want to try and compare yourself to other people, but you don't need to do that. And people are like, other writers are so like eager to be supportive, I think, or the ones that I've met at least, um, are eager to support the whole process for everybody. So like being together and feeding on that creative energy, that's, that's what we're looking for. So... Absolutely. And we've talked about how in order to to really transform from a writer to an author, how critical these kind of writing groups are. But those aren't necessarily groups that you go to every month or every week or anything like that. I think it's more about finding, well, you talk about this all the time, right? Finding your tribe of people who are going to encourage you to keep going. So if you have these, okay, so we're Camp NaNoWriMo is coming up. Yes. presently Soon. two weeks two 10 weeks. days something like that yeah so what we're talking about is that if you give your yourself space to actually draft and then you give yourself a little more space before you plan another experience where you're doing a lot of drafting then you can actually um maintain this kind of drafting editing revising drafting editing revising flow yes. that keeps you going Definitely. And if, um, and it'll, it'll help you figure out what your schedule is so that you can ride the waves, you know, you ride the wave of creativity. And then when you're down in the lull, that's when you edit things and then you go back up on the wave again and you go back down in the lull and, and it makes it easier to understand your own process. So, well, and that, that's the, you know, for me, this, I always relate this to a training schedule for if you're training for a half marathon or something like that, you have the days where you push and you do a long run and then you couple that with short runs and rest days. So Mm -hmm. the same is true about your writing life. You know, you have to have these times where you really push to get a lot of words on the page 
And then these other times where you rest and you stretch or, you know, you kind of look at things differently in order to achieve what your goal is to run a 5k, to run a, a half marathon, to write a novel, to write a short story, whatever it is. Yep. So we hope that you'll join us for our in this unknown location presently peak wave um in september um and but if you don't you know we hope i hope that you are examining your own writing process so that you can figure out what you need to do but come with us because wherever we go it's going to be awesome and um we're gonna plus you might get to witness the in-person meeting of Elizabeth and Mariana, which has yet to occur. If you happen to be there at the right time, you might just see it. Well, still, you'll get to experience us being together for a weekend. That's true. It should be exciting. That's got to be worth the price of admission. Plus, uh, you never know, uh, we might bring our whistles and kiwi birds. Oh, we better. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely be bringing the kiwi bird. Those will make appearances for sure. Oh. (laughs) I know Sam loves it when we. No, he said, he said in the last show he had to edit that down because it was so shrill. Oh, but it's so cute. (laughs) I I think Kiwi, I'm kind of um, wondering about obtaining a Kiwi bird. Perhaps I shouldn't say that on air. (laughs) I know. I'm like, that's probably uh animal smuggling that you're gonna have to but i hear they have rings for that on facebook now so you should just do a little a little search in oh mm-hmm. well just pretend this conversation never happened <laughs> i'll do that i'll do that <laughs> okay so um let's talk more specifically about camp now that we uh have announced that we are having a retreat and that those details are coming soon sign up sheets pricing right location reveal and we want uh to have our book done by then absolutely so what are your writing goals for camp have you already decided um yeah well yes I mean I so like I right now my word count is set at 50,000 still but that's probably going to alter a little bit because my actual goal is to have the the draft of my novel revised into the the kind of shape that people can read it in and I can get feedback. So by the end of April, that is going to be a reality, um, hopefully before then, but that's that's the goal. And if I finish that by, like before April is over, then I'm gonna start something else. Oh, actually I'll probably work on the, um, our on our joint project, so. Yes, yeah. yes. So yours is to revise your manuscript and mine is to complete my manuscript for my personal project. Yay for manuscript completion. In one form or another, right? Exactly. It just has to be um, written. Right. And who knows? I mean, between now and then, might get some words done on my book and be able to, well, I know I have some words to add to mine right now. I mean, ours. Oh gosh, Hours. this is going to be confusing. <laughs> no, yours, mine, and ours. We can do this. <laughs> yours, mine, and ours. We can do this. I love it. <laughs> oh, good reference. Yeah. Is that our show title? Probably. Yeah. Well, you know, it just might have to be. 
So, um, but I think that... So what else are you thinking about? Oh, well, I was just going to say that as far as camp goes and for anybody out there who is considering participating with us, please do. Um, but because the point of Camp Nano is that there are no hard and fast um, goals that you have to meet. You can you can make it be whatever you want it to be. So like, it's not like you have to have 50,000 words in 30 days. You can have 400 words in 30 days, whatever you need to be able to do what you want to do to stay creative, to, um, to pick something new up, to try out a new idea or, um, to finish a project that you started and, or that nano project that you, you started and you haven't quite finished yet. So, but we should say that there are no winners at camp. So for our competitive friends out there, if you need a medal, (laughs) you're not going to get it here. Everybody's Everybody's a a winner at Camp Nano. You will get a medal. It just will look exactly like mine. (laughs) (laughs) A participation certificate. Yes. Because the point is not to like beat somebody else by having the most words written, but it's to, to do your personal best and to, so you're competing with yourself basically and getting like getting a hold of your goals and doing, you know, bringing that to a head, getting some work done. Yeah, for sure. And it's a, it's a way to kind of retreat with um, some of these friends that you perhaps met over Nano Rhino. Nano Rhino. <laughs> Nano Rhino. I have, I have a picture for that. I'm going to send that to you. Nano Rhino. Um, yes. So, yes. What she said. <laughs> the the second time, not the first time. Right. Did I mention I didn't get much sleep last night? Yes, I did. <laughs> Good. So, this is really exciting. Mapping out your year of writing is a way to attain your goals and something that I haven't, I have to be honest, I haven't been very good at, you know, I have a writing goal per week, but I haven't had a writing year plan. Uh You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And I think you started that last year when we had our conversations and you said your goal by the end of 2015 was to have a draft of a manuscript. Right. And I almost did, mostly did. I I had a draft. You had a draft of a manuscript for sure. It wasn't in any way, shape, or form in the right order, but I had it. Had That's draft. what a draft is, yeah. Right. Which actually, um, I'm. I've been kind of pleased with myself as I'm going through this revising process, which is probably a really bold thing to say at this point. But um, because I I write really out of order, and um, I use Scrivener so that I can rearrange things and put them into some kind of coherent order. And I'm not. I'm not quite a third of the way through, uh, revising the manuscript right now. Um, but I, I hit my first big hole, um, a couple of days ago. And you mean plot hole? Well, it's not that it's a plot hole. It's like a, there's a whole bunch of scene that needs to go here for it to jump to the next part, you know, transition hole, something, yeah, something like that. So it's kind of plot kind of transitioning thing. And I was like, okay, so what do I do? And Um, so I kind of rooted through my Scrivener file and I was like, oh, hey, look, this scene could go there. Nice. And so I like pulled it out and I put it in there and I'm, you know, buffing the edges of that right now, but I'm like 
that is kind of cool actually. And I didn't, you know, I'm not saying that to brag or anything, but it's just funny because like you can, I felt as I was writing, um, the first part of all of this, the draft that, you know, sometimes I was just writing things that were so out of joint and I would sit down and I would be like, I don't know what to write next. So I'm just going to write this scene might be kind of cool. Let's just go ahead and write this and we'll figure out where to put it later. And and not knowing actually, if it would actually ever make it into the manuscript. Right. Because I mean, part of that, it's part of that for me is good because I tend to, um, I tend to censor myself and not allow things to happen, you know? And so in, during nano, what I like to do is just be ridiculous with what happens and just be like, well, sure, this could happen. And just like write a scene that I'm like, that would never happen, but it might happen. You don't know. And so like, I just have, I have a file full of that stuff. Nice. And it's actually fitting into the story. So It's like finding that, pu- that puzzle piece, you know, exactly. the one exactly. that's fallen on the ground that you're like, Oh, this is never going to be complete. Right. So I'm, I'm pleased personally, but anyways, that's um, very exciting. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will admit that this week I've been re- working on my manuscript a little bit. Um, and I think that I, okay. So one of the things, the reasons that I got stuck is I wasn't reading very much in my genre that I'm trying to write. Uh huh. So I had in the past, I've read a lot, but I hadn't recently read, um, in this genre. So I wanted to really do that. So I've read, I think I'm on my third book in this kind of theological memoir kind of genre. I don't know what it's really, it's probably just memoir, but Uh one of the things that I discovered is, okay, here's a way that my story, my voice can be unique in this greater genre. Mm -hmm. And I found a theme that I'm going to take all the way through the book and so I was writing the first part of that, which I'm not sure is going to go at the beginning of the book, but right now that's where it's sitting. And I'm thinking, okay, this is something I can go back to again and again. And I couldn't figure out how I could make an some overarching themes that would follow through the whole book. So I had one kind of sub theme. I don't mm-hmm. know if theme is even the right word. Is this the right word? Sure it is. We'll go with it for right sure. now. So... Now I'm like, oh, okay, I can trace this to this, then this can appear again here, then this can appear again here. So it's, I I mean, it's kind of similar to what you're saying, not for a specific scene, but in a kind of overarching um, idea to, wait a second, maybe this is how this is interesting to other people. Right. Or how it connects this, my story, you know, for, I was just concentrating on writing about my experiences and kind of my thoughts and those kinds of things, but I wasn't concentrating on, okay, how does this become interesting to other people? You know, what's going to connect my story to other people's story? Right. But, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes that doesn't materialize until after you're well done with the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Like. It, it happens in the revision phases um, and you just kind of have to like, you have to let the words get out there and then you can go back and say, okay, so where does this go and how does it fit? And um, what are people going to relate to and that kind of thing? So. Well, and so this is what I was talking to um, those people at the retreat. We were ta- retreat. Yeah. The retreat we were talking about last time is I was telling some of them, they, they were telling me that they were stuck and I was like, okay, Whenever I get stuck, what I go to is I go find a new book. 
And uh-huh. so I would give them a list of three books that I thought kind of sounded similar to, to what they were writing or what they were trying to accomplish. And it's not that you're taking the story of somebody else, but you're getting the way they've developed voice, the way they've developed and connected to their audience. And then for me, at least as a writer, I can, I can read that and then I can say, okay, so this is what's missing from what I've written thus far. Right. Obviously, it's a lot of words. I'm missing a lot of words. I know that part. (laughs) But, you know, what else am I missing to tie this together as a complete work? Because like exactly like you're saying, okay, so we have these scenes that we write or these vignettes or in my cases, these memories and experiences. But how is that going to coalesce into one greater narrative? That's what I'm working on with this ghostwriting project right now. (laughs) Yes, for um for Jim and it's I think I can't tell if it's easier or harder to do it from outside you know like Mm -hmm. if I was Jim doing this would it be easier for me to see where the connections are or um is it easier for me to see connections and the larger more universal themes because I'm not Jim it's hard to say at this point and it's hard also if you're ghostwriting to pull out themes and think this is the this is the one of the main storylines, right? Mm-hmm. Or thematic emphasis is emphases. What what's that word? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Points of the book. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. When in doubt, just choose a different word, right? <laughs> That's called revision. Yeah, to pull that <laughs> out and then present it to somebody for whom you're ghostwriting and say this is what I see. And then you have to kind of present it to them as a possibility and they may see it that way or they might not. So it, right. it's difficult, I think, but it's, it's a different kind of difficult than when you're working on your own project. But it is, true. it is so encouraging when you get those breakthroughs, when you're working on a project and you think, uh, you know, it's, for instance, it's like the burst of energy that you get when you're running or when you, for me, it's always when I'm climbing a hill and mm-hmm. when I'm climbing as a runner, then I have to pick a point that I see and I'm like, okay, I think that's the top of this hill. Okay. So I just have to run to that light pole. And if I run to that light pole and I need to walk after I get to the light pole, at least I've run the whole hill. Right. And so I get to that point and it's almost like your body can detect that the incline is over and you can kind of, you know, you get, um, what do they call it in running? You the get the high. No. Well, yeah, but you get the relief of having like not having those muscles used again. Right. Recovery. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. So you get the recovery of having either a plateau or even perhaps a downhill. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I'm, you know, kind of plugging along, trying to get some word count in on my manuscript. It's like I'm climbing that hill. And then you get to this point where you can see clearer. Oh, this is where I've come from. And this is where I'm going. Right. Yeah. I, I, when I run, it's a little bit different, but maybe you were talking about, um, different parts of the process because for me, like that point that I, set for myself then I like end up pushing myself harder to get to that point Mm -hmm. so it's kind of why like I always sprint the last hundred yards or more yeah to the finish when I'm like I can see it I can see it I'm going I'm just pushing myself to get there and then I'm like 
and done. But, and when I say sprint, I don't mean going very fast, but. I mean, increasing my speed. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I mean by sprint. But yeah, so it's always a a little bit of a challenge. But But you have to, I think when a lot of writers start out and they say they're going to write a book, they don't understand the process, how long the process is. Right. And how mentally draining it is. That's what a lot of people who start running to, they, they, I've had people who, you know, I've encouraged in running and I've said, okay, if you run it, want to run a 5k, I'll run it with you for your first time. So I did that last year and then did it this year also with someone, um, and said, and, and they say, you know, I've never been a runner before, but I didn't realize how much of a mental sport it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's so true. You know, you have to get in your head and you have to kind of psych yourself out to keep doing this repetitive motion of putting one foot in front of the other. And I think, a lot of people don't understand how mentally draining writing can be. Yeah. Especially if you don't have a community of writers that you're, you're able to bounce your ideas off of. So it's such a mental experience that if you get into those lulls or to those valleys or to the point where you can't climb the hill, you know, you're like, I just, I don't have enough energy for that today. Mm -hmm. Then if you don't have this community who's cheering you on, this is one of the reasons I like doing races, right? It's because it's much easier to do a race that's a 5K because you have people who you're running with and you have people who are cheering you along on the side of the, on the, side of the road, you know? Right, exactly. Then just saying, oh, I'm going to go run a 5K today, you know, exactly. and then it's just me and Willie and Waylon and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, you know, they get to the point about halfway and they're not pulling me anymore. And then right. I'm like, oh gosh, I've got to self-propel. <laughs> <laughs> and then... For me, if I run with the dog, it's I've got to propel the 60-pound dog behind me as well. Yeah, you, you got to drag them along. He's so like, that's why the, this, this communal experience, or for me, being able to talk to you every week and say, okay, I've gotten this point, I've gotten this point, you know, it's yeah. it's like, what's that movie that, I think it's What About Bob, baby steps to the door, <laughs> baby steps to open, the, baby steps out of the door. Okay, sometimes you have to take baby steps sometimes you're like galloping along and just running and sprinting and sometimes it's just baby steps to keep working on it right exactly well wherever you're at at this moment camp nano is coming join us take your baby steps now's the time take your baby steps sign up baby step to sign up baby steps to step set your uh, goal and And we'll be here Send us your username so that we can add you to our cabin. Yes, do it. We would love it. Well, I, I feel like I'm ready to go write that uh, part of our book that I was working on this morning. Yeah, sounds good. In the meantime, though, are you reading something? I'm still working on the novel for my friend Karen right now. Um, and in the process of all of that, it's just been kind of busy. Uh, Noah's birthday was this weekend, so we've been gorging on fruit and and celebrating things. Um, And yeah, and then I have a Grand Canyon trip coming up. It's all very busy. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, should be awesome. And speaking of running, we're hoping to run on the rim. Oh, one of the mornings. So I cannot wait to see your pictures. I know, me neither. <laughs> That's a good way to get inspiration too. You're gonna come back ready to go. 
I hope so. I hope so. And I'm still reading that Pastrix book. I'm almost finished. Nice. Which is very exciting. It's actually a book I've borrowed from someone. So I don't know if you have this borrower's guilt, but I'm like, oh, how long have I had it? Is it too long? Oh, are they going to be wondering where the book is? I try not to borrow books from people. I lend books I pretty openly. I do too. I totally. I And usually people, I'm like hand a book to them and I'm like, don't worry about getting it back to me. Uh, yeah. It's one that I can lend out. It's one I don't care about having like on my shelf. So I'm happy to like hand things to people and I'm like, don't worry about it, getting it back to me. And so just read it when you can. But you know, yeah, when somebody gives me a book and then they're like standing there waiting for me to finish it, I'm like, no, really guys, do you know me? You're just, just, you can take it. Well, <laughs> and I, I think in most cases for me, at least the people have said the same thing to me, but I, I feel guilty um, because I have been known to lose people's books or like them so much that I think they're mine and put them on my shelf. <laughs> That's I awesome. think that would be considered stealing other people's books. Yeah. Now I'm beginning to understand a little more your um, library fees conundrum. Oh, wait. You, <sighs> hold on. I think that, oh, yep. See, there's that library book that still hasn't gone back right there, sitting there. Uh, well, I'm glad I could remind you of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, I probably owe a lot of money. I'm just going to put it in a box and fess up later. Dear Mariana's Public Library, please be advised. I'm not going to let her keep your books. Okay, but listen, I've done so much better in Columbia. I really, really have until now, this point right here. Okay, okay, stories about lending books. So there was somebody at our church who wanted to borrow one of my books. And um, I had already gone over to church and Sam was coming behind a little bit later after he finished work. So I was like, Hey, can you bring this book? I think it's sitting right here. He's like, it's not there. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well maybe it's right here. He's like, it's not there. Mm -hmm. I'm sending him on a wild. I should have asked him just to get the library book at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. I sent him on this wild goose chase trying to find this book. And then this, then somebody from church walked in and was like, Oh, here I have this book. And it was the exact book that I had been looking for. Nice. And I was like, oh, sorry, Sam, it's not at the house. I actually have it here right now. <laughs> Whoops. You know, like, never crazy. mind. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I got home and there's like all these stacks of book from places that he looked through. And I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> My bad. Bless his heart having to deal with me. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, if people want to talk to you about joining the cabin and how to do that or how to get signed up with Camp NaNoWriMo or if they want to talk about editing or if they want to talk about our writer's retreat coming up, how can they get in contact with you? You can find me on the web at www.writingrefinery.com on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and Goodreads at Writing Refinery. Um, or you can also contact me through my author page. Um, that's elizabethkaufman.com. Um, you can sign up for my email list there, or um, you can also find me at Elizabeth Kaufman Author on Facebook. And if you want to talk about publishing or you want to talk about um, genres, manuscripts, writing, reading, anything, you can find me at HarrelsonPress.com, at Harrelson Press on Twitter, and Harrelson Press on Facebook. I also have a personal blog, Mariana.net. 
have so much fun at the Grand Canyon. I'm looking forward to it. I can't, we can't wait to hear about your adventures. (laughs) I'm sure you'll hear lots about them. Yay. (laughs) Take lots of pictures. I will. Bye. Bye.